Well, welcome as you join us for Going Deeper today. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you for um, a great message, actually a really challenging message mm. on what it means to be a people of reconciliation yeah. in our context. Yeah. Um, there's so much in that that I, I think uh, rings true for us mm. as a nation, for us as a community and for us as a church. Yeah. Um, I just want to start with, just tell us a little bit about just a, a background of, of your uh, engagement with some of these issues mm. that you brought up today and, and yep. how it has shaped you to the place where you are now? Yep. Well, there's probably a, probably a few things. Uh, I'd be going right back to, to being uh, a kid, the youngest kid by a long way, and so I was the kid that my mum and dad dragged around the country while they were in travelling mode. Okay. Right? So, you know, getting to the point where they were retiring and and traveling and you know had this surprise kid when they thought they'd finished and so uh, I think I think traveling in Australia into remote areas in Australia was part of my childhood and I think that that was formative. Uh, I think we also had other people within our church context who are involved in Indigenous ministry and that was formative. Um, Had some Indigenous friends at school that was formative as well. Although I think it was probably most potent when I was working with compassion and and not many people are, are aware of this, but compassion actually had an Indigenous program in far north Queensland. Okay, I was not aware of that. Uh, and we'd, we'd been looking for quite some time, like what what is the appropriate developmental contribution that compassion could could make in, in the Australian context, recognising that we were doing lots and lots of work overseas, but there were genuine and desperate developmental needs in Australia. And so we, we, we had utilised a program that was developed in East Africa during the HIV AIDS when that was at its peak, okay. uh, child survival program, and it was working on um, maternal health, infant mortality, and we could see that there were some opportunities in the Indigenous context, working with young, with mums, young families, and and young children, yep. and um, focusing quite specifically, yes, on the health aspect, but also in readiness for school because we could see that there was just this incredible gap of Indigenous kids being behind the eight ball um, in their early schooling years and then just not being able to catch up. And so you had this, you know, quite a, def- a deficit in terms of um, performance at school and, and staying in school. Mm. And so, so I developed this program and it was absolutely wonderful. It was outstanding. And uh, so that was in Carnarvon Gorge in far north Queensland and working on that project for a number of years and it was desperately difficult, very, very difficult project. One one of our program guys from Compassion International, he would have been the most experienced program guy globally, he said this is the most complex developmental environment that Compassion works in globally. Right here in Australia. Right here in Australia, more complex than any other um, context that Compassion worked in. Wow. And it was a wonderful partnership between local schools uh, and a local church and the, and, and the local count, land council, Indigenous land council. And it was in that context that um, 
I think for me, some of those issues went from here to here. Yeah. Uh, and recognising that there is significant systemic perpetuating disadvantage in our country and it's not okay. And so I think part of the problem, and this would be part of my lived experience, is um, you hear a little bit about that but you you don't engage with it. You don't see it firsthand. Um, But I remember when you first stepped onto the ministry team, uh, there was a couple of things that God had put on your heart for... um, what we could possibly step into as a church. And one of those was for, for our Indigenous community right mm. here on the Central Coast. That's right. Yeah. Um, e- even out of this Tumby base, um, th- there are a lot of people around us here who who would identify as Indigenous yep. and um, are living in some sort of disadvantage because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about that? that's right on our doorstep? Um, yeah. that, that you're aware of? Uh, so Central Coast Council, so this, this this particular part of the East Coast, like I know that we do have a significant Indigenous population here. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that probably just grieves me a little bit that, you know, on a on a normal Sunday morning when we would look out on, on this congregation, um, it's it's not representative of the community that we live in. Yeah, you've said that a few times. Yeah, so. and I and I think that that's uh, sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I don't know exactly what it is that we that we would need to to do to ensure that the environment that we create is welcoming to the spectrum of of this community, yeah. and that must include our our indigenous brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, but of course, a lot of the issues that I spoke about, uh, you know, in terms of just the uh, health outcomes and, em- and employment rates and, and school attendance and those sorts of things, um, they're, they're present here on the coast as well. Like that gap is present is present here. Okay. Um, it's probably not as, as um, present or as marked as in some other parts of the state or in other parts of the country, but it's real. Uh, I think it behooves us to be, be mindful and be aware of that and to recognise that as as ministers of reconciliation, and if I was going to use Old Testament language, I would say ministers of justice. Yes. It's the same idea. Yeah. Um, that systemic disadvantage is is not okay for us to bear. Mm. So where there, where there are people, groups, who for one reason or, or another do not enjoy the full fruits of connectedness in community, um, we've actually got a responsibility in, in, in that regard. Yeah, okay. And, and on one end of that, there is just, there is that advocacy component, which can be social and political and, and, and cultural. But I think, I think at its most basic, it is relational. Yeah, friendship. Um, how we navigate that and how we forge that, I, th- I think that that is Holy Spirit territory. Lord, just bring bring those those friendship opportunities yeah. um, to us. Look look for them. Have our ears and hearts yeah. open to it. That's yeah, good. Mm. I love how you. Oh, I've got a coffee for you. Oh, unreal. Um, thanks, Pete. Thank you, Ta. I love how you place this issue, which is a very real issue, um, in the big story of yeah. of. Yep what God's doing in the world and, and that the Bible is one big story yep. um, and it's a story of God 
drawing all things back to himself. Um, and I love how you placed this into that context because it, I think for me or, and hopefully for others, it gives a sense of the importance yeah. of this but also gives a sense that we're not in this on our own. This is actually God's heart. It is. And when we align yep. with God's heart yep. and God's will, you know, that's where Jesus says, you know, ask anything in my name and it will be done for you. Yep. That's in the context of the things you're asking for are part right. of God's will yeah. and heart yep. and, and design. So um, I, I see this fitting in there mm. into that sort of thing beautifully. Uh, what... What could it look like for us as the church, not only Coast Community but the wider church, mm. to, to really play an active role? Because I love how you said the history of NADOC Week came out of a, an Aboriginal Christian man. Yeah, saying, that's right. Can, can yep. you pray for yes. what's going on with us as a people? Yep. I never knew that. Yep. Um, yeah, what, what, what would you say about the hopes for the church going mm. forward about being a real mover and shaker in, yeah. in the terms yeah. of this stuff? Well, I think, you know, you, you, go, you go right back to um, Old Testament Israel. There was something that marked that nation and marked that people group in terms of the way that it would embrace the alien and the outsider. Yes. Always being part of part the of story. Part of their wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and that set them apart from other nations. Yes. You know, we would look after the poor, the alien, the outsider, the orphan, the widow. You know, it's always been part of our story. Um, and the, the, the ecclesia similarly is, is that is the, you know, the gathering of the people where the one thing that binds us is our, incl- our inclusion in the family of God. Yeah. And, you know, you read these um, New Testament accounts of, um, people gathering in houses and for for parties, where you know you you've got the prostitutes and the tax collectors and and the you know the the officials within the, within the temple and um, and poor people and all like everyone's at dinner. Yeah. So all of the categories fall away, and what remains is the fact that we are brothers and sisters and that we are we are adopted into the yeah, into yeah. the kingdom. And so I think for us now it's just. Not losing sight of that is our story. That's who we are. We we are we are the church. We are the 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 ecclesia. We are the the gathering of of the sons and daughters and the brothers and sisters. And that knows no other category. Mm. So how and and it's a challenge, isn't it? Because everything around us reinforces all of the other categories. The haves and the have-nots, and the right. powerful and yeah. the powerless, and yeah. the winners and the losers, and the smart and the dumb—like every, yes. you know—but it's the it is the church as the people that is the only antidote for those categories because it's disadvantage is a product of categories. So again, it's about the church being countercultural, isn't it? Yes, because yep. too too well, often king, kingdom cultural. Yeah, too yep. often we as the people in the church are dominated more by the culture around us yep. rather than. Kingdom culture. Yep. You're right. That's yeah. right. And and one of the perfect ways that the enemy loves to do that is in doctrine and dogma. Yes. And so right. if we just keep the church separated, then everything else is separated as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, good point. So on a practical level, we'll finish with this. Um, I, I felt a bit of a challenge yep. and issued a bit of a challenge at yep. the end just to go, what are we going to do about this this week? What, mm-hmm. what could it look like to, to step into initiating friendship or or reconciling a friendship, um, what, what would be something practical that you, or, you and I, but others yeah. watching, 
could actually do this week that helps yeah. us take at least a step forward yeah. in the right direction of where we were going today? Yeah, um, a couple of things. And I reckon one of the first one is, so it is NADOC week. There's lots of information that, that will be coming out this week. Um, and I think the first is just don't be ignorant. You know, don't, don't push it aside. So this week just go, all right, I'm going to engage. If my norm, normal posture might have been to, you know, kind of push that noise aside, I'm actually going to be educated because I know what's going on here is a fractured relationship between people groups and as a, and as a kingdom citizen, I cannot abide that. Mm. You know, I'm, I am, I'm a, a person of oneness, of unity, of reconciliation. I know that that's our destiny and I'm going to be an agent of that destiny. And the first thing is that I need to have my eyes open to the brokenness. Yep. So don't, don't let it just yeah, go through over. to the keeper. Yep, yep, yep. So have your eyes open to the broken brokenness, pay attention, be educated, and then in that to be praying in an informed way. Mm. Um, you know, this is where lament comes in, where crying out to God comes in. Lord, I see the brokenness. I see where this reality does not line up with your kingdom promises. Mm. Let your kingdom come and let me be a part of its coming. Um, you know, ask that, that the Holy Spirit would bring across our paths opportunity to, to just be an agent of reconciling friendship yeah, um you know and it, it it may be that as we hold ourselves open um with a genuine invitation how wonderful would it be if very authentically very naturally that those kind of friendships were forged right here in this community and we and we saw that over time that our indigenous brothers and sisters were were genuinely a part of our yeah our, fellow, our, our fellowship, yeah. um, but I think we need to be the first movers in that. Yeah, good. In that regard. Yeah. So for our home groups who who will check this out, can I encourage you to keep this conversation going? Um, to take some of Jeff's mm -hmm. advice on what it means to step into that, um, to do it, to share that with one another, encourage one another, be accountable to one another in that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think this has been a really timely message. For, for us as the church, for, for us as a nation. Mm, yeah. um, and, and one of those messages that, again, I think uh, won't just go through to the keeper, but there'll be some stickiness. That uh, My prayer is that they'll, yeah. stuff will stick out of yeah. this for us as a community. Mm. So thanks for joining us as we went deeper today. Yeah. Thank you again, Jeff, and we look forward to joining you next week when we kick off a brand new series, uh -huh. um, when you'll find out more about that then. Yep. See you next time.